The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome back to another episode of eat sleep list your home for list making here on the network at bicbp-radio.com as always i am dan torres and joining me is the creator of the show my good friend uh we are separate today but we are still connected as always we we just have a spiritual connection now i feel like uh mr matt johnson matt good to see you buddy Good to see you, even though it's uh it's over the interwebs, over this wonderful app that we use. Um yeah, it is always good to see. I always look forward, of course, as you know, to our eat sleep list sessions. Uh and uh man, we are in we're in October. It's yeah. crazy. It's wild. Um yeah. We're we're getting and I like it. We're starting to get into the the kind of the spooky theme here. Yeah, no, this is the perfect time to start really going spooky with some of these lists. You know, it's we're really in the thick of fall now. The leaves are changing. It's getting a little bit colder on. I turned on my heat for the first time today, which was so depressing. Um, and, you know, the, the NFL is in full swing, too. That That's always a huge sign of fall being there. And uh, so this is the perfect time to break out a list like this. Uh, Side note, happy Victory Monday to you this week. I know it was a Victory Monday for one of us last week and not the other. And now we're doing the exact same thing, flip-flop this week. But you guys had a big win against the Titans yesterday. Yeah, it was was pretty swell. Um, Wasn't pretty. Not by any means, but very happy to uh, to have got the win. Gardner Minshew, um, excuse me. Pulling off, you know, our, our Anthony Richardson is going to be hurt for a couple of weeks probably, but uh, a win is a win. It was very, very uh, good way to 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 navigate through a Sunday, and plus a nice wedding to go on top of it. So, yeah, yeah, you had a really good weekend as far it as was, everything goes. It was pretty damn good, pretty damn good. good. Um, yeah. It, so what what's what do we got in the schedule today? Oh man, today we got a really good one today uh, for our theme for our list. So we were talking about things last week and I started thinking about what's an out of the box one I could do as far as scary things. We, you know, we did the scary movie list last year. Um, I think eventually we'll do like a uh, top 10, like killers in horror movie list. That would be a fun one to do because Absolutely. there are plenty of those ones out there. Um, but for this week, I decided to go with our top 10 um, Halloween slash spooky songs that we have. So this is kind of an interesting category because it can be 
a song that's Halloween themed. It could be a song that kind of has a spooky vibe, or it could be something that you kind of associate with the season personally. Music's like that, where it can be interchangeable with, um, you know, people's different feelings and uh, the different moods that come with seasons too. So this was a really fun one to do because I feel like we're going to have a lot of different things on our list as far as um, some of the songs, but I also feel like we'll have some of the staples on there too uh, within everything else. And so I'm really excited to put this together and I'm interested to hear um, through your research how you went about making your list too. So this was quite uh this this was interesting because there's not I mean there's there's plenty of Halloween specific like holiday songs, you know, like yeah, I'm not gonna name because I who knows what there's gonna be on the list, but there's there's a couple classics, no doubt about it. Um and then you went to you mentioned scary, you did the Halloween slash scary. So I was like, okay, this is actually this opens up a whole bunch of different worlds. So that means we can essentially go into um, we can go into movies. We can go into television. Uh, I went into video games for several of them, actually. Um, and it's mm. just re- it's just really cool because I like that feeling of of being scared. Um, like a constant, not like a, like like boo, like kind of like that. But you know, just this constant like tension, uneasiness. It's it makes you feel alive. It's very. It's it's very like it's 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 very weird, but there's times where like some of these songs I'll be, uh, you know I'll find like just a dark place or just like laying in bed at night or I'm I'm wa- like going for a walk at night and I'll pop on one of these songs and it just oh it it, it gets you it, it it gets you good so um yeah i i i when you mentioned this i i love that i was like okay cool i can show off some of the things that just a different side of music that i i i mean i listen to this stuff right most of the stuff pretty regularly uh but i get to go show a different side of my music interest and taste and uh i which i'm very excited for me too i'm really excited to hear some of your choices on there and to be able to share um why i put some of mine on this list too so you know what Without further ado, you ready to make a list, buddy? Let's make a list. Let's make a list. Our top 10 Halloween slash spooky songs. Matt, lead us off with number 10. Okay, so my number 10, I'm going to go with, this is going to be my, uh, there's a couple obvies in here, um, but I'm going to go with my my Halloween, my, I guess, well, technically there's other Halloween songs on here, but um, my little, I guess, kind of upbeat, happy Halloween song. Everything else is kind of, whoo. Uh, and this is going to be from Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, of course, this is Halloween. I, uh, I, you know, growing up, the the Tim Burton animation style was just it was mind blowing. It was so cool uh, to see Jack Skellington and in, in, in every, you know, everything. Uh, part of those movies is such a cool world building, um, you know, art, piece of art. And honestly, I used to being in your Kingdom Hearts guy. Right. Um, my favorite world to go to, I would just go just to listen to the music was Halloween, the, the Halloween town one. So like it just listen to it. It was just really cool to have it in the background, fight some of the monsters, see some of the different sites and such. Um, and I really like that Keyblade, too. I would actually I, I kept it equipped for for a majority of the game just because I liked it so much. Um, but it's got a nice, fun, upbeat you know, to it, you really get the feel and sense of Halloween. 
uh, while listening to it. And uh, and it's it's a common one. You know, you go to Halloween parties and it always seems to pop up. And sometimes you hear it year round, too. But but I do like listening to this one. It's a it's a it's a classic, in my opinion. And uh, and and one of the few like quintessential Halloween in general theme songs. Yeah, I agree. This is that's an excellent one for the list. So it this one just missed mine and I'll tell you why. It's because I didn't watch Nightmare Before Christmas as a kid. I I never did. I only saw it for the first time probably about 10 years ago or so. Uh, and it blew my mind. I absolutely, I love that movie. Julie was just watching it the other day. Actually, I heard it, her watching it in our uh, in our den, and I was listening and singing along to the music that was associated with it. But you're right; like the uh, Kingdom Hearts in particular was how I kind of got exposed to more of how like the world looked and things like that. And it absolutely uh, was such a cool vibe. The, the This is Halloween theme playing behind it. Sora's look was always so cool. That Keyblade was awesome, and I think they made it powerful on purpose because they knew that people were going to hold on to it to for have. a little bit. Had to they, they had to have. Um, but this this is an excellent, excellent choice for the list. All of um, the music from Nightmare Before Christmas is really good, but This Is Halloween is the one you're going to hear at every um, spooky theme party in October. So that's a perfect, perfect one to start off this list. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that was a definite must-have on here. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, my number 10 is from a movie I kind of have a weird love-hate relationship with. I I feel like at this point in my life, I can say that I do like and have a, an appreciation for the movie, but I don't know what the hell's going on sometimes. Um, I'm talking about the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, oh, if you've yeah. ever seen uh, Rocky Horror before. And the song in particular that I'm referring to is the Time Warp. Um, <laughs> so the Time Warp you hear at most Halloween parties right now. If you're a theater person, you're doing the time warp typically most of the time. Theater people love the Rocky Horror Picture Show, especially because there are so many live versions of it you can do. It's but so typically, cool. it's it's really cool. It's really really cool. Um, but typically, um, one medium you'll see around Halloween is, um. It, there there will be i believe it's called a shadow um show or something like that but um a lot of times you'll go to places the riviera theater does it in north tonawanda they'll play rocky horror and you have actors in front of the screen acting out the movie while the movie's going on it's a cool like interactive thing that people do with it um and when you get to the time warp everybody stands up and does it and i thought the first time i saw um, that tradition and I was able to participate in, you know, the group watching of the movie. It, there was something of an appreciation that I really took in for it after like, oh, okay, even though this may not be my favorite movie, people love doing this and participating it specifically for like the tradition and the fun in it. So whenever I hear the time warp, it always um, unlocks that portion of me. That's like, this is the fun part of Halloween. This is really when you can just like hang with your family, your friends and just have a good time and have the, the theme of the, um, of the season within you without it feeling like terrifying. So 
I put the time warp at my number 10 to start off my list. Excellent choice. I have a very cool story um, about that. So mine and Amy's first official date. So maybe not a first video, but like we had like a, like an icebreaker kind of date, like kind of get to know each other. But our first official date together was, uh, was the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Riviera Theater. Oh, excellent. 10 years ago this year, uh, which is actually really cool. So, um, so that was, you know, that's a special one. I was overwhelmed by it. I couldn't believe I'm like, what is this? We're throwing rice. There's bread. There's like, there's all sorts of wild and just zany. I'm like, what is this? But it was so much fun. And it was really cool. I got to go back last year. Um, I have a, a a friend who performs in like a burlesque troupe that per, that performed before Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it was just like it was so cool to be back there. You know, the, at, last year was eight, it would have been eight years or sorry nine years. Sorry, um, you know, to go back there and just see it all, see it all again. Uh, it was it was cool, and it just brought back so many happy memories. Uh, it was it was so nice. It's really cool. Um, it it is an experience, and listen, it's it's one of those great cult movie classics that that. And I know we're not talking about the movies, but the song that goes with it, like it's it, it's it, it. I would say that almost ele- it might have elevated. Um, you know, it it might have helped elevate that movie, but that song became iconic because the movie they just cult classics and just super popular way after release. So. Um, so great choice. Great choice. Thank you, You're number 10. Thank you. I, I felt it needed to be on there for sure. Um, all right. On to our number nine, Matt. All right, my friend. My number nine is another song that you're very familiar with. Um, so this one is my first of several. I think I got like five and five when it comes to video game stuff, I think. Um, but this one, uh, I, I have memories of playing it. I used to play on my Game Boy with headphones. Okay. I used to wear headphones. So the sound was was there. Um you and me are Pokemon guys. All right. One of the weirdest and I guess you would call it most iconic environmental songs outside of the battle themes was Lavender Town. The doo doo. And it's super high pitched. It's incredible. It's it's wild, and it doesn't sound like it, but it's like I'll listen to it casually. There's also you know people have remixed it. They've they've created upgraded versions of it. But I just remember um, I'd be up in my room late at night. I get my Game Boy because that was the only thing I could play when I wanted. Um, I didn't have all the lights on upstairs. I had my little table lamp, and I'd be playing it. And navigating through, uh, you know, I, I make it to Lavender Town, Town. You hear that song, um, do 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 do, and it's just like dark. It's just mostly darkness. Then your little table lamp, and you're just waiting for it to like go out um, or see something. But there's actually a very cool urban legend. Well, not it's not cool, but there's an urban legend behind it that that, that the original Japanese version of the song, um, it, it it was it was so infuriating that it caused. Like it was a like led to some suicides that the pitch or something affected the brain. I, I don't remember the full exact story, but there's like there's a special urban legend around it. Um, 
that I, I I believe has kind of been disproven, but it still gives it like this this aura and this heaviness. Uh, when every time you listen to the song, because every time I do, I think of it. And I was just listening to it earlier, and it's still creepy. Even that you know eight bit music uh, that they had back then, it's still um, it still kind of gives the chills a little bit. But um, but because it it's a it's a I mean Lavender Town, the idea of Lavender Town is just dark. Uh, Pokemon Cemetery and and all that stuff and all these, it's it's wild. So, um, that is my number nine is the uh is the Lavender Town theme from Pokemon. I absolutely love that. And as soon as you said it, I could just hear those pitches going off in my head of of those notes just ringing through. That was the most unsettling town to get through. Um, as a kid playing Pokemon. For sure. And I actually have heard that um, urban legend before. I think if you're a gamer and you hang around lore long enough, you tend to hear it. But even just the thought of that makes everything associated with Lavender Town so creepy and so unsettling. It's it 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 very much so is. And yeah, it's I, I prefer I, I prefer I love the 8-bit version of it. I think it's the perfect way to listen to it. Um. I I really do. That and it's it's like just shitty low quality, you know, quality. <laughs> I guess it's uh, it it is really cool. So yeah, very happy with that one. What do you yeah. got for what do you got for number nine, buddy? My number nine is actually so there are certain songs that I just kind of associate with the season, just kind of based on how the music is written and the theme of like the things that are going on in my life as well. Um, So last year I returned to the ghost light theater. I've talked about it a bunch on here, but I, I went back there for my first show in like five years over there. It'd been a while because I was, um, you know, just running around doing freelance work at other places. Hadn't gotten the chance to get back there. So last year I auditioned for the night of for excuse me, night of the living dead. And, um, I ended up getting the role of Ben, who is kind of the uh, main character of it, where he's he's trying to solve all the problems. He's trying to, like, have a plan to make sure everybody survives the night. So I had um, a playlist that I used with it um, where I put a bunch of songs that I kind of felt got me in the mood for that. And one of the songs that I used for it was um, Great Big White World by Marilyn Manson. Um, Marilyn Manson, to me, kind of defines, like, spooky, unsettling music a little bit. Yeah. Because he he definitely, you know, that's his vibe. He's He's very, like, has that creepy kind of, oh, this is a person you don't normally see in real life too much. He started kind of like the goth look that everybody was going for in the early 2000s. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, big time. Um, but for some reason, the guitar that hits, there's like a three-note guitar pattern at the beginning. And it always just makes me feel like I'm going through a dark house with a flashlight. 
and just looking around and I don't know what I'm going to see next with it. He's definitely Marilyn Manson's the godfather of like Halloween music a little bit in a lot of ways. You just talked about the um this is Halloween theme from yeah. uh from Nightmare Before Christmas and he does an excellent version of that. He does a really really good version of that song. Um but for getting into that role and really getting deep into the season last year, I used to play Great Big White World as I was walking into the theater every day. So I was just getting into the mindset of, okay, this is the world I'm in right now. This is where I'm at. Um, so it's a more recent one, but I've been listening to Marilyn Manson my entire life for the most part. And it, it probably since, um, you know, beautiful people was the theme for SmackDown. Um, yeah, exactly. So that, that uh, it's so good, but it, his music always makes me, feel like I'm in Halloween mode and that song really solidifies it for me. So great big white world comes in at my number nine. Very good. I, I don't, it's probably, I don't know if I've ever heard of that song before. I probably have, but just don't know the name of it. So I'm going to have to, when I listen back and and, and remember the name, I'm going to have to, I'm going to add, add that one. I'm going to have to I'll check set, it out. I'll message you it too. So that you remember Please to, do. to listen to it at some point. Please do. Yes, sir. All right, on to our number eight for our songs, Matt. Okay, so for my number eight, I'm going to go. So this is the first of two um, songs from a specific video game. I tried to split it up. I I really did, but these this whole this game has a has a is a wild ambiance that was very realistic um, and terrifying at the same time. So I. Uh, I'm going to go to Resident Evil. Uh, I'm going to go to number seven, all right, which is something you and I talked about very recently uh, with yes. the video game boss battles one, I believe mm-hmm. it was, with Figgy and, and, and Cheese Man. Um, I'm going to go first with the uh, – I'm going to go with the save theme, okay? Ooh, cool. All right, so here's why I went with it. You, in all the Resident Evil games, the save theme has been relatively comforting. Uh, makes you feel warm and safe. Uh, maybe that was the intention with the one from Resident Evil Seven, but and I guess in a sense, you know, there's a little bit of a safe feeling to it. But I felt uneasy. I I felt uneasy listening to it. It's it's great. It's got like this nice, like southern. You know, like it because the game takes place in Louisiana. It's got this like southern, just soft, eerie, like like a banjo, like a little like not like an upbeat. You know what I mean? But just soft and mm-hmm. and just just the way that they, the the sound kind of drowns and in, in, in moves. It's it's very airy that you can save your game. You can turn around and there's a monster or, you know, the, the Mr. Baker, the Jack Baker um, is like right behind you. Uh, it gives that vibe completely. It, it is probably one of the more uneasy save themes that I have ever I, that I've seen in a, a lot of the other Resident Evil ones. I listen to this stuff like, I'll just like, OK, let me listen to every single Resident Evil save theme and good, 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 good. Oh, this you know one of them's like super upbeat, and then, and then Resident Evil Seven hits, and you're like, ooh, mm-hmm. ooh, uneasiness. 
it's it yeah it's it because they always it's always like by like a candle like the save the typewriters always by like a candle and it's just this weird southern bayou like the hills have eyes kind of just uneasiness so that is my number eight that is an excellent choice for your number eight one of these days i am going to finish that game but it is so like terrifying to me that it's it's gonna take so much willpower to actually push myself to get through the rest of that freaking house oh it's terrifying. so bad i want to play it in vr but playstation vr is so expensive but that's one experience i'd really really like to have is is that in vr oh my god probably would have been massively cool i saw this meme today that actually made me think of you where where it was like it it said resident evil games be like and it was an open refrigerator and it had three cans of paps blue ribbon and then a six pack of another beer and then an ak-47 just sitting on the second <laughs> it's, shelf it's so true <laughs> it's so true <laughs> I meant to send it to you. I totally forgot, but I had it saved on my phone for that reason. Oh my God. Those games are so good, but that save music in particular, like save points are supposed to make you feel a little bit comfortable. Like, cause you know, you're taking a break for a second. At least yeah. you have a safe point and it doesn't make you feel safe in the slightest. It's uh, terrible. You know, that something bad's coming up. Usually when a save point is there, you're like, Oh, yeah. fuck, I'm going to fight. There's a boss fight coming up or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah, those save rooms, very, very comforting. You feel like you can catch your breath a little bit. But uh, RE7, it's like, oh, damn, what's, uh, and I get to fight the mom with the giant bug bush thing. Yeah. <laughs> God. Gross. Ugh. Too much. Too much. Uh, <laughs> what do you got for number eight, pal? Uh, my number eight is going to be, this is a mix of like, I feel like a lot of pers- music I personally like, and then some of the traditional stuff that you find around Halloween. This is one of the traditional things again. Um, so I enjoy the movie Hocus Pocus quite a bit. And I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus is w- one of my favorites to hear around this time of year. I'm not, some people are super, super, super obsessed with Hoc- Hocus Pocus. I'm not one of those people. I think it's a very, very good movie. I think it's a really, really, really good family movie to watch on Halloween. I think it's one of the best ones you can find out there. And I think it's uh, it's such a fun, fun uh, story in general. But when they get to that part, that song is such a, a fun, catchy song that once you get to that point in the movie, you're almost looking forward to it. And then... It does kind of have a time limit. So when you hear it um, in October and you're hearing it at the different parties, it's almost like you have to savor that one a little bit because it's not a year round one. You know that people are only going to be playing it because it's fall and it's spooky season. And, um, you know, and, and you're it, I always in particular associate this one with moments like carving pumpkins or different family activities that you have. Um, because it's just so fun and it's so easy to listen to in those times. It's such a fantastic cast that's in that. They they have so many good people in that movie too. Uh, the second one wasn't nearly as good. It felt like a really long, drawn out Super Bowl commercial to me. Um, it, it was very, very strange. Uh, but the first Hocus Pocus was so good. 
uh, for so many reasons. And I put a spell on you as one of them. So it comes in at my number eight. Great choice. Yeah. I haven't seen the second Hocus Pocus either, but yeah, I put a spell on you as a, as a, as a clay. I mean, we re- I've rewatched that movie so many times. I think my, the VHS is still at my parents' house. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun one. And that's when like, you know, like soundtracks, like movie soundtracks, they were a thing, but you didn't go out and buy them regularly. No, you know, that wasn't a thing that you, that we typically uh, did unless the sound, like I remember pulling teeth to get the star Wars episode one soundtrack. Like that was something I wanted to buy, but like in those early days, they're not going to buy the Hocus Pocus OST uh, for one song. And I don't know if it, like, I don't even know if that, that song got radio play. Um, I really don't, but I, I, don't I, I can't it did either. I can't recall. Maybe now, maybe now it would, but I mean, I have, I pay for Apple music and it is wonderful that I can just search this stuff up. Now, any movie album that I want to listen to, I can hear it. And then obviously I'm, I'm sure I can look up that song right now. Um, but it, it, it is iconic. It's, you know, the time warp it's, this is Halloween. It's, uh, and it's, it's several other really, really good songs. Um, really, really great Halloween songs. And, uh, yeah. And again, it it was a movie that I still can't believe it came out in July. They put released it in July of that year. It bombed. And then they're like, Oh, what happened? And it just became a classic after, like after it got released wild. Um, fun. I don't know. I don't know why you would put a movie like that out in July and think it was going to be a hit for people to want to watch in that season. Yeah, I forgot what the reasoning was. And it was a good year for movies, too. Now, I think 93 was the year, and that's a that's a great year for movies. Great year. First Jurassic Park, a uh, ton of other good stuff. So, um, But, yeah, you can't beat that, man. That is very, very worthy of our top 10, uh, top 10 list today. Thank you, sir. I, uh, side note, I used to, um, borrow the Star Wars episode one soundtrack from the library. Oh yeah. Like everyone, probably like once a month or so. And I specifically would just listen to, uh, the, the theme from um, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah. The duel, the fates theme. Like it's, it was, oh man, what a classic, uh, all right, on to our number seven for Halloween spooky songs. Matt, you're number seven. All right, so my number seven, I am, I'm not much of, you know, I, I, my in-depth knowledge of horror movies, slasher films is very, very limited. Um, but I do have a couple very popular ones in here. I'm going to go with one that I've actually, I don't know if I've ever seen a full one of these, um, but it is Friday the 13th. I I know it's sacrilege. That's something I like to do some point too. Just popular things we never watched or or did. Um, I think it'd be a fun top ten list eventually. But uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, I've never like I would would I watch it? Yes, if if it's on, I would hundred percent watch it. But I've never felt the urge to just go seek it out. Um, but the theme, the uh, it's got like the like that little like sound effect on it, and it's it's got this just weird eerie feeling. I don't want to keep throwing the word ambience around, but it just does. I played, 
they had the Friday the 13th video game that came yes. out and uh, that song played and it just like, you know, they have the different places and the different time periods, like the seventies. And it just, every time I hear it, I just think it's just being out like alone in the woods, like somewhere I don't, I'm not super familiar with. And it's just a terrifying, just feeling. Um, it is just the, just the piano, just the subtle piano. It's not aggressive or anything. It's not like an aggressive piano uh, playing or really any aggressive music playing, but just the, the vibe of it uh, just feels off. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel comforting. So um, yeah, Friday the 13th comes in at my number seven. Yeah. It's that, that subtlety of hearing that noise in the music. It's, there are very few horror icons that you would know just from like those sounds. And as soon as people hear that noise, they're immediately, oh, Jason. Yeah, yep. Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. It, it, and when I tell you watching the movies makes it just as unsettling. Does like it? when they're showing like first person views of like him looking in and they're playing that on top of, oh man, it's creepy. It's really, really bad. It almost reminds me of um the first Terminator movie the theme that they would have whenever Arnold like walked into the picture that used to get under my skin so bad. It was just kind of like this like this baseline under like this flat tone. I I wish I could describe it, but that, that kind of gave me the same feeling as the Friday, the 13th music does. So I know exactly what you mean with that. That's an excellent choice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I listened to it a few times today at work. They, they, keep me up in this bin room and I can choose to turn the lights on or off and I turn it off and it's just oh, good mm-hmm. stuff good stuff so Ooh, so good um I'm going to put for my number seven another one that I more recently associate with Halloween um are you familiar with the show Stranger Things at all yes I watched the uh was it first two Two and a half seasons. Um, when COVID hit, we yeah we, mar- we marathoned it a little bit. Um, I'm not caught up, but I I'm very very aware of Stranger Things, and I love the the 80s. It's amazing. It's period. it's so good. Um, so the most recent season they did, uh, they had this villain named Vecna, who was it was it was very kind of. Because of how many things they pay tribute to 80s wise, um, especially with just re recently watching these, it's very um, it pays tribute a lot to Nightmare on Elm Street with with some of the effects and how the way some of the things are done. But Vecna essentially like takes over your mind slowly but surely and then uh, will will kill you and kind of take your essence eventually. Um but the way that people avoid being sucked into uh, to the upside down by him is having something from the outside that they can hear that brings them back. It's almost like an uh, an audio map that they can pull back. So the one character, oh my God, what is her name? Max is her name, I believe. Shoot, I have to re- I have to brush up on my Stranger Things. At the beginning of the season, she's listening to the song Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. 
So, and when the season came out, you probably saw that the song was getting traction everywhere. Yep. And it was because of how freaking good this scene was. Um, so it when Chrissy, this first girl, gets killed by Vecna in the first episode, she gets before anything happens, she's kind of like lost you could tell she's glazed in another world and then her body lifts up like off the ground and she's floating and it gets like basically crushed <laughs> like all her limbs go like weird and stuff like that she's mangled by the time they're done with her so max is vecna's victim at one point and it's after they've realized that you need like an audio cue to do that so at the beginning she's listening to that song on her disc man and they they force her down and they put the headphones on her and that song's playing as she's getting away from Vecna in that season and when I tell you that scene is so well done it is so good and it keeps you on edge the entire time it's a hundred percent worth watching that season. It was the best season of Stranger Things they've done so far. Uh, but it instantly became a Halloween hit because everybody was so sucked into that scene in that moment. And I became one of them as soon as I saw the season. As soon as soon as I realized, like, oh, this is why it's getting uh shared so much and played so much across the internet. Um it made total sense. So Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush is a very recent addition, but it's very, very worthy of being up there. It, isn't it cool how a song can be used in a certain way in like a movie or th and it just becomes associated, associated with it? Like obviously that song wasn't probably not intended to be, you know, kind of like a supernatural uh, horror themed like related song, right? But like, yeah, now it is. Now it's time stamped into it. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy movies did that for me with a lot of their song choices. You know, just some of the ones that ended up like becoming action, like songs for action sequences. They just now I'm just want to fight people to them. Like, I just want to I hear them. I just want to start punching things. Uh, it's it's so cool. It is really cool. How, uh, you know, how, how, how good song usage can be. It's amazing. Music really can. Uh, elevate certain things and give things a whole new meaning. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like um, we've talked about this before in the past, but Kingsman, when they're doing uh, that church scene, that church fighting scene. Oh free, yeah. And Freebirds playing behind it. Like that. It's such a cool use of that song. And that song has been around for years and years and years and years, but it had a whole new meaning after I saw it, like, you know, 40 years after the song came out or whatever. Um, but moving on, uh, that was my number seven. We are on to our number six for our spooky songs. Matt, you're number six. All right. So for my number six, I'm actually going to call an audible here. I'm going to I'm going to hold true uh, to one one video game song for the uh, one song per game. All right. So my second Resident Evil seven song, it's out. It's gone. I'm actually going to go to the world of wrestling here. Okay, and you probably know where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm going to go with the OG Undertaker theme, uh, funeral parlor. It's got the, 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 like the organ, like, or not like an organ, but it's like a piano, like a keyboard, 
Um, but it's just so eerily done. I remember being in fear when I heard it and seeing uh, the entrance with it. You know, I feel like the newer music, not not like his biker music, but some of the newer stuff got too upbeat. But his early stuff when he first was this is like 1990, 1991, when it was that, when he was coming out with Brother Love and the, you know, early, early Paul Bearer, when he had the gray, um, like the gray stockings and gloves, like that was terrifying Undertaker for me. Um, his ministry theme is pretty cre- creepy too. But man, when you're so little and you see this Undertaker, like it, it actually, it legit used to scare me. So I used to play WWF Royal Rumble back in the day on the Sega Genesis. And I would, if sometimes I'd be downstairs playing with the lights off, but when you're selecting the character, it would play like a MIDI or like a, it's like eight or 16 bit version of their song. And the Undertakers used to scare me. I have to run up and turn on the lights in the basement. Even you could, you could just easily change it, but that's how much Undertaker scared me as a kid. Um, Loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing, but it's still just absolutely terrifying. So I'm going to put the Undertaker, um, Undertaker's theme, uh, as as my number six here. I think it's it's appropriate. I think it works. It's you know it's basically just the funeral march song, um, and in their own special twist, and it just works for him. And he his he he sold the character so much that it, it's it's just synonymous and perfect for the for the time period. Yeah, there was a vibe associated with him, right? I, I'll never forget watching SmackDown the first couple of times I did it and just being in awe of that entrance when he would come out. The smoke, the the dark in the arena, him, you know, just taking his time getting down there, the lights coming up when he did it. Oh, that was so cool. Every time he did the thing with his hands and the lights would go up. Oh, it, yeah. It was just the best. Um I'm actually so I'm going to put my wrestling theme uh, at my number six, too, because I do have one on here. Oh, and it's it's so for me, this is one of the most underrated themes of all time. And but I always associate it with like almost like uh, I want to say like the the style of horror movie where it would be like blade was or you know dracula 2000 back in the days or things like that i use that one in particular but it's gangrel's theme from back oh in the day oh my god i can't believe i can't believe i've missed that one i Damn absolutely it. love gangrel's theme. Oh. it's it's one of the most underrated wwe themes of all time it is so good but it starts out with the the very breathy voices saying are you ready right like just kind of the creepiness of it is already setting then you have that organ music that starts to come in and then it kicks into that rock theme behind it and and that's very like i could have easily seen that in in a movie like uh like a halloween movie or friday the 13th or something like that just based on how it was produced but even just the association of the entry with it where he's coming up through the fire especially when edge and christian were with him and they're all coming out together and he has the um the cup full of blood that he would walk to the ring with and he never like 
with Gangrel when he came out to the theme too, it was never like he never tried to be scary like purposefully or anything like that he always just kind of did him yeah just the look that he had with the glasses and the smile that would just be on his face it was creepy the the vampire gimmick really worked for him even though he looked nothing like you would traditionally like you look at vampiro and wcw and you look at him and you're like which one's the vampire character you would easily point at vampiro yeah and then you see that he also has a gimmick you're like really him but then you see that theme and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. He lived it, man. He lived it. He got his teeth sharpened and everything for it. So oh, it's I, the best. I, that theme's amazing. I can't believe I missed that. Great choice. It's so good. But yes, Gangrel's theme comes in at mind number six. <laughs> and Excellent. that was, it really was a vibe. Now I'm and now I'm going to have that stuck in my head the rest of the day. I'm going to need to drive home to that. Um, <laughs> all right. Top five already for our top 10 spooky songs. Matt, you're number five. Okay, my number five, I'm going to go with another classic movie slasher film and get this one out of the way. I'm going to go with the uh, the Halloween theme. Uh, it's been remixed over and over again. I think Halloween 2 had a slow, a little bit of a slower version to it. You know, there's been a, oh, well over a dozen Halloween uh, movies, different directors, stuff like that. Um, but the dinner, 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 I'm doing it wrong, but it's just, it's, it's stressful. Like it's a stressful song to listen to. Cause it's like, Oh God, you know, you're thinking Michael Myers and, 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 and just did the tempo just keeps increasing. Then it go then you get the little, the, the hitting the piano, you know, it's, it adds like a darker, like a deeper, like tone. If you know it, duh. It's 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 wild. Fun story. So me and my friends, who I mentioned, we used to go on do little car car rides uh, when I had a car in my in our memories with friends episode. Mm-hmm. There was a point where one of them it was around Halloween, and one of them suggested going to Love Canal, which is five minutes from all of our houses. There's still like three or four houses that remain there. In that in that area, this they never wanted to move. They left it up. But my friends like, hey, let's go. We'll turn the lights, do like the fog lights, and just play that song and just drive real slow. And we did it, and it was surreal because there's all these woods and uh, in like the woods, surrounding woods. I know the history of it. I know that there used to be tons and tons of families there. Uh, it still just has an eerie presence. And uh, apparently there was a there's a woman named the witch there, and she used to have like a gang of people. It was very very strange. You hear like like a lot of like creepy stories about that area. So we were always super nervous about it. But um, yeah, it's it, it. I got a lot of fun. I got some fun memories from that. Just. It's that feeling of just being, you know, heightened heightened senses while driving through Love Canal, uh, which is it's it's crazy. You get to still see the indents from driveways. Um, the street lights are still there. They don't work on the street lights. You know what I mean? They're, if they're out, they're out. Some of them are super dim. I wouldn't go walking around there late at night. Not a chance. Not a chance. But it's uh, in a car where I can kind of speed uh, speed off if need be. Oh yeah. I'll do it all day. So um, Halloween theme comes in at number five. 
I can't believe that people still live out there. Like that's that's wild to me that some people just never left. Yeah, some people some people even just thought about going back too when they when they initially shut it down, they they were trying to incentivize going back and there was a whole big thing, but yeah, there's there's still a handful of houses available. Some of them never left. These families that just lived there and were fortunate, but it's like it's crazy to think that you know, out of all those neighbors, hundreds and hundreds of families, uh, you know, getting escorted out that there's still four or five, and they're spread out too. They're like not next to each other. They're just spread out amongst like a series of like four four blocks or something it's 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 creepy it's real creepy that's insane it's almost not even worth it like that's that's wow yeah that's something i remember learning about that in high school and just being fascinated that something like that happens so close to us i love on youtube they have a whole chain of like you like compilation videos and it's like it's so eerie because like that grainy 70s, early 80s style of filming uh, of like film. And uh, I, I I love learning about it. I, I did an episode of Retro Pop on it. Um, I love to revisit it any chance I get because it, it is like it's it's sad. It's obviously very tragic, but it's eerie that it just ha- it happens so close. And like my my, you know, it, it happened five minutes from my dad when my dad was growing up and my mom went, said she went to a graduation party um, in that neighborhood. Like it's, it's crazy to think about that for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It's, it's something I I know what I'm doing and I'm looking up those videos for sure. Um, Some good stuff. It's, you can't get any more real life horror than that, man. Yeah. That's, that's where as good as it gets. Um, This next one is, it's kind of it's kind of sort of a wrestling theme a little bit, but it's not. Um, so my number five is My Last Breath by Evanescence. Um, I absolutely love es- Evanescence. I think they are so good at capturing the theme of like spooky and the theme of, you know, like the the darkness that comes with the season two. If you listen to Bring Me Back to Life, it's, you know, very almost like uh oh what was the what was the movie series underworld it's almost like very underworld whenever you hear that my immortal is obviously like a super sad like bare bones dark song like it's it's a very sad breakup song uh but my last breath is more of a rock version of like a scary song the the bridge defines it for me where the lyrics are uh say good night don't be afraid calling me calling me as you fade to black and that's easy but what you would recognize it as is in tna christian used like the instrumental as his theme like that those those strings that would he would come out to i was just listening to that the other day too so so that's what i i think it's based off of that song in particular um it and i recognized it too when he came back to AEW he was kind of using the same music a little bit um but it it kind of has so it's it's creepy but it has like a power to it as well which is cool. So it's almost like the main character trying to get out of some kind of situation or some kind of building. 
Um, any spooky themed game, typically I'll listen to music while I'm playing games. I like to listen to Evanescence if I'm doing something like that. And uh, My Last Breath is definitely the definition of like the rock horror kind of genre that comes to it. So that comes in at my number five. I That is an excellent choice. Of course, you know, we talked, I mentioned Evanescence during the uh, the the movies list. I think the yes. Daredevil movie mm-hmm. uh, mentioned, mentioned it because she pretty much did the whole, like, or, you know, not original soundtrack. Well, it's just soundtrack. Um a lot of a lot of great songs. Man, Evanescence was like everything in the early 2000s. It just fit that time period. Like you get Avril Lavigne and like Skater Boy and all that shit. And then you get Evanescence and some of these other some really good, great groups. Uh it just it just goes hand in hand. It's it just middle school. It just screams middle school for me. Yeah. Uh, what a time to be alive. Amy Lee is one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in my entire life. And she was, she's been acknowledged for how beautiful her voice is so many different times. But I feel like even with really deep cuts of Evanescence, like their demos and stuff, I I still feel like I enjoy a lot of their stuff. Even, I would say they're not like the cleanest song, but the one that sounds the least scary is Call Me When You're Sober. And it still has kind of like... A, a theme to it it's yeah. so so good um but yes that is my number five on to our number four for our list matt all right so i'm going to the world of star wars for this one there's not a whole lot of evil scary spooky music in this but my favorite one is one that brings out like a lot of like emotion in me it's it's really cool um it's the emperor's theme which again, something we've mentioned in the past is probably the most evil, uh, evil theme. You know, you got the Imperial March, but it's a little bit more upbeat and formal. The Emperor's theme has the oh, it has like the the voice, like a, almost like an evil chorus in the background. It's just very dark and very brooding and very heavy. And you know, anybody who's watched a Star Wars movie knows how evil the Emperor is. He's probably one of the most evil, um, you know, fictional characters of of all time. But I I love it because I love I love channeling like I get the chills when I listen to it like a good chill, but it's like a I get in like my Star Wars mood. So it's gonna sound really corny and goofy, um, but as I've said, when I listen to music, I associate emotion, memories, stuff like that. I get I feel like in like like my anger level kind of rises, like I'm like like a Sith in a way. Yeah, and I get like. Like I, I visualize like Darth Maul and like Anakin and all these like it, it just drives up my emotion and I just I, I become like I zone in. It's such a just a cool, powerful, dark song. And I just I, I, I get in this this kind of villainous zone uh, it, like in a good way, obviously. Um, I'm not going to go kill younglings. That's that's not my forte. But uh, but. <laughs> But you know, you know what I mean, or, or or kill my wife with a broken heart. You know, however, <laughs> that's not what I'm in, in this for. But it drives emotion, and like it, it, it captures my emotion. It elevates. Um, it's a yeah. Like everybody's kind of got like this villainous like side to them, and I feel like when that song plays, I'm just in the zone, and I'm like, man, I wish I had force lightning or something right about now. 
but if I'm in a, like a if I'm in a bad mood, I'll I'll listen to it over and over and over again, and it just kind of channels it. Like it, it, it sounds like nonsense. It makes sense in my own head, but, um, but yeah, I do love the Emperor scene quite a bit. It is, it is uh, one of my favorite Star Wars songs. So, so I can absolutely relate to what you're saying because there's, I've I've told you in the past how much like I I love Batman Beyond and how much I relate to Terry McGinnis as like a character. Yeah. And there's certain music I listen to because it's it has like a Batman Beyond like almost like ambiance to it. Like my favorite version of Stone Cold's theme is um the glass shattered um cover that Disturbed does. Yes, and it's specifically because it has what I call Batman Beyond guitar in it, where it does the din it in it. Wow. And it does like that. That guitar was something I would hear in Batman Beyond episodes all the time. So those things like speak to me because I'm like, okay, like the the underlying theme is where I am. And it definitely gets me invested emotionally with that, too. So you're I totally, totally, totally understand what you mean by that. Uh, I thank you. Made me feel less weird. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I certainly appreciate it. I just. Yeah, man. I just I I when I hear like songs from video games or movies, I picture myself in like in the video game or movie. Yes. And it's like it's it's kind of like it, it makes you appreciate the music more. Yeah, I it 100 percent does, because I think that's one of the reasons I found my way into the acting industry, because music would make me picture certain things in my head yeah. on how like. I'm like, oh, this could go with this scenario. This is that. Sometimes if I'm just doing writing exercises, I'll put on music and I'll just let myself write based on what music is on. Um, so you're we speak the same language, my friend. We always have, but it's why you are you are the co-host of this show. That is why. <laughs> stuff stuff like that. So thank you. Appreciate that. Uh my next one is going to be a classic on here, but it, it it just has to be played around Halloween all the time. My number four is going to be the Ghostbusters theme. Ah, yeah. So uh, this is another one um, kind of like I put a spell on you where carving pumpkins with family, doing like Halloween activities as a group. This is one that you can always put on. Ghostbusters is one of the quintessential Halloween like spooky, right? Because it's more like kind of corny, spooky a little bit, but it's it's just so iconic when it comes to the season that anytime you're um you're building a playlist for Halloween, this has to be on there. You have to be listening to the Ghostbusters theme at some point because it just makes you feel uh in such a good mood. It puts you in such a good mood when you listen to it. It's one of those ones that doesn't even have creepy undertones to it. It's so happy the entire way through how could you possibly be upset when you're hearing that and like then you're you know you could be washing dishes or something and they're they get to the who you're gonna call and you're just silently going ghostbusters right like it's just one of those things that has to come out while um while it's on so it's just such a well-crafted piece for this season and it's such a good theme to a movie it's such a perfect theme to that ghostbusters movie 
And it just is such a feel good song for this season that it had to be on here. So the Ghostbusters theme goes in my number four. That's a great choice. I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> listening to it. So listening to it now versus when I was a kid, there's a line in there that says Bustin feels very good or something like that. <laughs> or it's, and obviously it's ghost busted, but it's just like, when you yeah. hear it, when you're older and you got the dirty bind and you've been through some shit, like that's, the, that's the first thing I think. That's like the one thing that stands out. It, hold on. I got to find this damn lyric. It's, it's the, it's the bend through some shit that resonates me with me the most. <laughs> like once you're old and cynical and you're just, you're just drained. Oh man. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's definitely, you got to find the exact wording because there's definitely a line of that song. That's something similar. I'm going to find, I'm scrolling to it right now. Yeah. Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> like, come on. That's Ray that's Parker like, Jr. knew what he was doing. That's low that. hanging fruit, man. That's that's just they were they were asking for that to be taken a bunch of different ways. Ah, <laughs> oh, they terrible. sure. But yeah, uh, the Ghostbusters theme comes in at my number four. Uh, we are now on to our top three for our spooky theme songs. Matt, you're number three. All right, my number three. I right, uh this is. Second to last video game one. Um, I've talked extensively about the video game Manhunt on this show. Uh, I could legitimately put every single song on here um, for this list. Uh, But I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that. Um, You can, if you want to go listen to uh, it, YouTube, YouTube is a Manhunt OST. Uh, You can listen to it. And it's really cool how they do it. So Every different level has a song. Every couple levels has a different gang. Um, but every level has a song. And the song changes based on uh, like what's going on in the level. So, mm-hmm. of course, there's the regular duration of it. And then there, the, the song, the tension in the song starts to pick up when the gang members are, are curious. Okay. When they're like, Oh, something's going on. Or I heard a noise when they're aware. And then it's, it's at its max where there's like a a lot more bassy, right? There's like drums and, and, and stuff, Uh, not like a drum, but like a, like a boom, doom, doom effect to it. When you're being fully chased, when the enemy gangs are fully aware, um, the one specific one that I chose, because I think it's the most terrifying um, to think of, is from, I think it's level 14. It's called Doing Time. And what this level is, it is the first level where you encounter a gang called the uh, the Smileys. All right. They, they wear clown masks, and a couple of them... Uh, several of them wear a, a giant yellow, like smiley face, like the Walmart sticker smiley face, but it's covered in blood. The mask is broken and you're in an insane asylum. Ugh. It is, it is so, it is terrifying. 
And the way that this song play, it just echoes like it just you do you feel like lost in like in in this asylum. And, and obviously, you know, they're running around. They have meat cleavers as weapons and revolvers and all sorts of different stuff. Um, and you gotta navigate your way through it. And it's just like it's terrifying because they you can you could be hiding in the shadows and look look in a distance, and they're looking right at you. But can you, the only reason you could see it because they have these bright, the bright yellow mask on, smiley face mask on, and it is very eerie. I've seen some really great cosplay of it. Um, there's some great images online for it if anybody wants to see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it's doing time. It's the first first level in the asylum, and uh, and it's it's really crazy. So that is my number three. I'm definitely going to listen to that soundtrack uh, this week. I had, you know, I have time in my office where I can listen to music too. So that's going to be playing in the background. You've talked up this game so much that I feel like I at least need to watch gameplay of it. If I can't get hands on, on it myself, because uh, it just seems like such a cool, cool ambiance for a game in general. It's, it's amazing. I've I've this, game i've probably next to maybe resident Evil 4 i've purchased the most i've purchased it several times on ps2 uh i've have it on ps the the ps3 consoles that we have at the studio i have it on my ps4 um actually i'm going to send you from from this level uh, i'm going to send you some gameplay footage just how eerie it is but um um oh is it scene 11 maybe it's scene 11 um that i met but uh it's 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 pretty it, it's very airy it's very airy um as to yeah it just the first time you play it too it's just so cool i love there's so many people that have never played this game before and i love teaching them about it because it's 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 great and it got stopped because of the violence level but it pales in comparison to a lot of the violence in video games today yeah so, yeah, I feel like when we were, you know, when video games were really starting to develop a little bit more and they were starting to bring levels of violence into that that uh, were a little uncomfortable. People were like, ooh, we can't do that with this. And now we're playing games on like PS5 where we're like, what's the best way we can kill somebody in VR and make it look the most realistic without <laughs> actually making people killers? it's just we've we've come a very very long and strange way in video games we have we have actually i just sent you the correct one so it wasn't doing time which is a fun level it's mouth of madness and you can okay. see Ooh. like yeah i know yeah i know and that's Ugh. ps2 graphics too so that's crazy but it's yeah, crazy video games are wild video games can, are wild i can see why you like that game so much oh, that's so very good. cool I love it because I wasn't allowed to play it while my dad was playing it. I could watch, but I couldn't play. It was one of those weird video game rules, but yeah. So there's my number three. That was always, I'm so glad I wasn't the only one with that rule. Like what difference is it going to be? It's going to screw me up just as much if I watch it than if I'm playing it too. Yeah, I know it's, I, I, yeah. Gotta love it. Our parents did their best with, the things they didn't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> we love them all. Yes, we do. Um, excellent. My number three is going to be um, one that 
it reminds me it's very like Halloween themed for me, but I've listened to it all year round. It's typically one that I'll listen to all the time. Um, it's from one of my break. Uh, eh, it's one. Eh, why can't I talk right now? Okay, let me try that again. It's from one of my favorite albums. The album is called Phobia. And um, it's by a band that you were probably familiar with called Breaking Benjamin. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. Um, because of the SmackDown versus Raw thing, games and uh, essentially everything like that. But uh, it is track three or four on this album. I want to say it's track four. Um, but it's a song called Evil Angel. Um, I absolutely love this song. It comes in with this really, really great drum line. The guitars are great with it. And then I, I don't know what it is about it, but it puts me in. It always puts me in like this Gotham world for some reason. And I can't even describe why I have my first tattoo is a memorial for my grandparents, Jordan and, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side and uh it's a cross with wings and the wings are there specifically because evil angel made me want to put wings on my back like every time i used to listen to that song i could picture like tattoos forming all over my lower back and my sides i don't know why it just always gave me this theme of like maybe it's because i went to catholic school too and like something about the contrast of everything i have two angels tattooed on me and that's a big reason why it is but breaking benjamin always did such a good job of putting really good feeling into like their albums like you always felt the theme of what they were trying to put across to you and when you look at the album cover for phobia 2 it it defines exactly kind of what you're going to be hearing and what's going to be put forth for you um I can't even describe what's so Halloweenish about it, which is crazy to me, but it always just puts me in the spooky, spooky mindset. Um, so Evil Angel by Breaking Benjamin is my number three. Very good. Very good. Oh, yeah. I remember Breaking Benjamin quite a bit. I think they had a couple songs for the SmackDown versus Raw games back in the day, maybe one or two. That's um, how I first heard of them, I believe. Was it, because was it Firefly was one of their was it one of their songs? Firefly was on um SmackDown versus Raw and also Polyamorous was on SmackDown that's, versus Raw too. So those two songs were on there. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Very familiar with Breaking Benjamin. They're so, so good. I always um, want to say Breaking Bad. Always. I, I know, I do too. Um, but I think the lead singer's name is Benjamin for that group, which makes sense. So and I don't know why they want to break him so bad, but <laughs> I'm glad he's okay. Me too. <laughs> hopefully. I haven't heard anything new in a while, so hopefully he is okay. No, no. I don't, I think their last <laughs> album they put out probably like four or five years ago oh, or something okay. like that. Good, yeah, good. Uh, three years ago, and it was a bunch of um, – different versions of some of their old songs, which was a really, really, really cool take to kind of put out there. Um, but moving on, we are on to our top two for our spooky theme songs. Matt, you're number two. All right. So my number two, I am going, this is my last video game one. I'm going to my favorite, uh, probably my favorite video game of all time. And that is Resident Evil 2. There's a lot of great, you know, eerie music in here but nothing i think is more iconic from this game than the uh 
than the basement theme. Um, obviously, basements are terrifying. All right. Being in the basement of a police station infested with the zombies and all sorts of monsters is even even more terrifying. All right. Um, I like to listen to this version, even in the in the in the remake, because you can you can have the original music, which I which I do enjoy. Um, But it's just this. It's like it's a loud. It's like a doom. And then there's kind of like uh, I, I kind of like what you were describing on your earlier ones, but there's like an underlying theme, like song, like or underlying audio that's constantly elevating, and the tension is just there. Because in the original game, when you first go down the stairs to the basement, there's three zombie dogs running, and you can hear their footsteps, you know, of of them moving around, but you don't know where they're at because there's a tight corner and. There's all sorts of wild stuff in it. But uh, if you ever play Resident Evil 2, you know exactly what I'm talking about, how terrifying the basement is. Um, and it's just it's it's expanded upon quite a bit in the remake. It's far like the basement's much bigger, um, obviously, because there's more that they can do with it. And, you know, there's a more oh the morgue is bigger and like, hey, you get, you get to go into like a morgue and, and there's a whole bunch of zombies in there. It's crazy. But um, yeah, the Resident Evil Two uh, police station basement theme uh, is is my number two. It's it's good stuff. It's 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 bone chilling. What definitely one of the better overall Resident Evil um, scary songs too. So the first time you played the remake and you saw that the basement was expanded like that, was the first thought in your mind like, oh great, more terrifying shit to come out and get me. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh my God. I mean, the detail is so much better because, like, in the first game, it's like. Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. There we go. Can you hear me now? Got you. Yes, yes, yes. My phone chopped out my USB cable when it fell. <laughs> um, Excuse me. So the first time, um, in the first all it is is like a thin hallway there's like three rooms and then like a, like in the initial hallway there's a garage like a parking garage and then there's another couple rooms and, and, and some jail cells but now it's like you got to navigate through all these different hallways they have a shooting range down there the morgue is bigger um the parking lot is way bigger uh you know, the, the jail cell area is much, much bigger and it becomes an issue when you finally get the power on. All these zombies are walking out of the cells and Ugh. oh, God, it, it it adds it. But, yeah, it was and there's like the zombie dogs are running around, but they're a lot more creative because they can run through the vents now because the games have come along. So, you know, have come along so far. So, yeah, it was. I was excited because I heard the music, but at the same time, I was like, "God damn! Like, what are we? What am I getting into? What am I getting into?" There's a, it's there's blood all over the place. It's like, oh, here we go. So, yep, that's that's one of the best worst things to happen in video games <laughs> when I, you start seeing more that you're like, "Oh, great, here we go." I don't know. It's scarier though, like when it's when they have more detail, or it just looks so shitty that it looks like the like the old zombies with how True. like blocky they looked. Like comparatively, like how just just it's like oh that's pretty scary too. But yeah, it's all scary the same. So yeah, Resident Evil Two had to include something from that, and uh, that is my number two. Love it, very very good. Uh, my number two, I had a really 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 hard time 
deciding between two songs. But the more I thought about it, the clearer it kind of came. So they both have contributions from a specific artist. Um, but I thought that there was a theme in one of the songs that just totally, totally overshadowed the other. Um, so the song I picked for this list is Michael Jackson's Thriller. Beautiful. Because Thriller is the the whole ambiance of the song is spooky night, zombies, ghouls, werewolves, all those types of things, right? And then you have the music video, which the music video is one of the most iconic music videos ever made for any song. Um, however, what gave me such pause for picking uh, Thriller or the other song was the other song is Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. And Michael Jackson also had contributions to that song because he sings the chorus in it. But and that one's also a really good theme song because it's all about like I feel like I feel uncomfortable. I feel like people are looking at me all the time, like that type of thing. And the theme of that one's really great. But Thriller, my God, it's it's a rock opera almost or, or a pop opera based on a scary Halloween night in a graveyard or wherever you may be. And when you see the the back and forth with the hands that's that's one of the most iconic dance moves of all time oh yeah i remember when you built your characters in the old wrestling video games you could do the thriller back and forth but that was one of the taunts they gave you um but it it's essential it's essential on every single halloween playlist that you're building if you don't have thriller on there do put it on or you're doing something wrong, scrap your whole playlist and restart it because you're not building the right thing of thrillers not on here for you. Uh, and it's coming from one of the greatest artists of all time, uh, Michael Jackson, obviously, who just gave us a Halloween theme for the ages. You know, think what you will about him these days because his legacy is obviously riddled in controversy. Yeah. But, um, Thriller is one of the most iconic albums ever, and it's one of the most iconic songs ever. So that comes in at my number two. Excellent choice. Yeah, you can't beat Thriller. Can't beat Thriller. And I still, like you said, as soon as you said it, I could picture the hand movements and I could picture the yellow eyes at the end of the end of the end of the music video that that like still frame that's like super blurry, just Michael with the yellow eyes. Creepy as heck, but yeah, so it's, cool. It's one of the best songs of all time. Yeah, um, for sure. All right. Are number, we ready to do our number ones? We are ready to do our number ones. All right. I'm curious to hear what you put as your number one. All right. So I'm going with a movie, another mo- uh, a movie that I have referenced many, many times on this show. And again, another one where I can probably just say the whole soundtrack is, is eerie, or at least most of it. Um, I'm going to go with one of my favorite scary movies. I mentioned this last, was it last year? I think it was last year with Tice. We did the scary movie list. I'm pretty sure science is. I'm pretty sure science is towards the top. Yes, um, if not the top one. I know I love. I'm a big fan of Sleepy Hollow too. But um, science um, was masterfully done. I think the soundtrack was was really well done. They had a, a a pretty linear theme that they used and just evolved it based on certain situations. It, it would affect the tone, um, the speed. Of of how it was, but 
the favorite my favorite song if i got to pick one one version of it it is the uh it's the brazilian video and normally when you say brazilian video you're like wow what kind of crazy sex moves are they doing in this but when you say signs brazilian video it gains a whole other meaning and yes. people know exactly what i'm talking about um the music, the tension is right in the music. I listen to it and I can visualize the entire thing. Joaquin Phoenix going, move, vamanos, you know, to, to, when he's trying to watch the news report and just the the way that the music's going and it's like it's filmed perfectly because the it, it matches the music because you're like, okay, what the hell are they seeing? Are we finally going to see it? And that's the beauty of science, the way it was filmed because it was, it was like, Brick by brick built up, you, you know, is first it was the crop circles. Then it was some movements, the intruder on the roof, the UFOs. And then we finally see one. It's like, oh, my God, crazy. And the way that the 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 tone, the fate, like the music fades in and out for the Brazilian uh, video, it like kind of like it it's it's kind of low to to, to kind of create that uneasiness. And then right before it walks out and goes, doom, it jacks right up. It, it it jacks right up the 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 audio, and it's just it adds to the terror, and my heart thuds every time you hear the doom when it when it like walk first walks across the screen. I can hear the 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 them the kids screaming, and I can just picture and just watching Joaquin Phoenix just put his hands over his mouth and back up further into the closet, and oh my god, it is so. Good. I have rewatched this movie so many times. Um, and that scene is my absolute favorite. And so is the music that comes with it. So that is my number one. Um, if you've never seen Signs, please, for the love of God, go see that movie. Um, please, for the love of God, if you don't want to sit and watch the whole movie, go look up Signs Brazilian video. And if you have seen the movie, go re-listen to that song and just feel the terror. Um listening to it over and over again it's oh god it's it's chef's kiss beautiful it is so it is so good it just instills terror and 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 the watcher the listener um gotta be in the right mood for it that's for sure but yeah it's uh i still remember the first time i seen that movie yeah it is excellent it's it's a really really underrated movie quite honestly I don't know why it's not talked about as much as it typically is. I, I, M. Night Shyamalan has made a lot of great movies. This one, in my opinion, might be the best. I think he, oh, um, I'm trying to think it. He did the Sixth Sense or no? Um, yes, he Shyamalan did, did the Sixth okay, Sense. Okay, yeah. that's probably part of the reason why it's not referred as the greatest. But I, in my opinion, I think Signs is, um, the best, the 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 pinnacle of, of his movies he's my he's made a lot of pretty good ones too so yeah but yeah yeah it definitely wasn't the avatar movie he did because that was pretty awful yeah it's it's they he called him the wrong name the entire time it was it was i i don't know what he was doing with that but signs is fantastic signs in the sixth sense are both fantastic works of his i like the village too didn't like the ending but i actually love the overall like the overall kind of thing of the village 
It was definitely a cool concept. Ending definitely left a little to be desired, but he's had some cool, cool ideas for his stuff. I like old. I liked old. Um, yes. One yeah, of the beach. old's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one's really, really good. Um, excellent. I love that. Um, my number one, it's going to sound so... I feel like it's going to sound so strange, but ever since I was a little kid, I have associated this song with Halloween more than anything. And it is my number one Halloween theme. It's the Monster Mash. I absolutely love the Monster Mash. And when I was a kid, I was always looking for, because I've always really liked Halloween. I was always looking for songs for Halloween the way you would look for, you know, Christmas songs or different things like that. And this was the one that was most known. This was the most accessible one. So I used to, whenever I would find it on like a tape or a CD, I'd probably listen to it probably like 10 times in a row, just so I could really feel like, okay, we're in the theme of the season now. And I was realizing as I put together this list, as I've grown, uh, grown older, no song really defines Halloween better for me than this song. The fun of being around your family, getting a, uh, getting ready for the holiday, decorating the house, doing the pumpkins, um, picking out what costume you're going to wear that year. It was always so synonymous with the season coming in full swing for me. And it's such a stupid, fun song. Just all these monsters getting together for a a party and doing their own dance with it. It's them totally out of the context of what they actually are supposed to be. And like, like, can you imagine any of the iconic killers that we were doing just in a room together, doing this one theme, like they were doing the electric slide at a wedding. <laughs> like just, just, just think about that for every horror, like Freddie, Jason, Michael Myers, every one of them just, just hitting it real quick. I'd pay to see it. I'd pay exactly. To see it. Exactly. So it, I love the scary tones of Halloween. I've literally watched like probably seven or eight horror movies already within this month because that's the theme of the month. Yeah. And I love the adrenaline of being scared. I love the spooky music that goes with everything. But the Monster Mash for me will always keep the spirit of Halloween alive um, throughout my entire life. I just think it's such a beautifully done iconic song and that's why it comes into my number one that is a great choice my mom absolutely adores that song we actually watched the live performance of it last year um it's very eerie it's very kind of creepy the guy who Hmm. does it like there's like a live like concert version of it the og and it's it's interesting the guy's facial expressions are very uh he's into it He's into it, and it's uh, it's pretty surreal um, to to see. But it, it's 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 a classic. It, it, it you know, we we named a lot of classics on here. I don't think we really missed any. Um, you know, oh, I well, it's not a classic. Well, it's kind of, it can be considered. But I was like, oh, this song is kind of good too. I always do this: the haunted mansion theme. Like, the, oh yeah, the, that one's the, good. The ride, like that's a good one. But Season I, of the we, Witch just missed mine too because yeah. that always is a like a good theme for it. So, yeah, go tell Aunt Rody was the song that um that I pulled uh, that I, I I replaced with the Undertaker theme, which I thought was a pretty good one. That's from Resident Evil 7 as well. Yeah, they played yeah, in the commercial. Um, but yeah, there's, we hit up a lot of good ones and a lot of unique ones. It was kind of cool to show off our personalities. We all have our different like visions and what kind of 
what kind of gives us the heebie-jeebies a little bit. So yeah, for sure. Good. So great yeah. choice for a list, my friend. Great choice. Thank you, sir. Um, you said you have a good list in mind for yeah. next week, correct? Yes, I do. Actually, it, it this can be fun. I think it could be a lot it, very funny, and it also fits in the theme of Halloween time. So uh, this one is going to be the irrational fears list. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So honestly, there's probably like a, a I just, oh my God, this is going to be great. Um, This is probably going to be really great, but it, there's probably like a bunch of B movies out there, like about all of these things that we're, we're going to mention. Um, so yeah, so the irrational fears list is what we're going to be talking about for next week's episode. So um, all those things that you're like, uh, should I really be scared of it? Probably not. But uh, like it, it, it even as stuff we were afraid of as kids, and we just kind of look back and laugh at now. But uh, I think it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. We can get over some childhood traumas maybe with this one too. Uh, that's Let's hope sure. so. Let's, Let's hope, hope so. so. That's actually. You know what's really funny is I saw that clip today that circulates around every once in a while of the woman on Maury that is afraid of olives. Have you ever seen that? Clip? Oh, she's oh she she hates. I it. passed that today, and so that's hilarious that we're doing this because <laughs> now I have a whole list to just think of like what the hell was I scared of as a kid that I shouldn't have been at all, or scared of now that I shouldn't be. I got five off the top of my head already. So this is going to be a very, very, uh, this is going to be a very good list. So I'm ready for it. Love it. Um, Until next week, listeners, stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy spooky season, um, however you tend to enjoy it. Um, Like, subscribe if you enjoy our content and share as well. If you do like it, leave us a rating um, on wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, or so on. And until next week, from Matt and myself, do you even listen?